Welcome home to a life without limits, where you honor your alignment, nourish your soul, and awaken your inner goddess. Some days we fly, some, well, we've got you, sister. Abundance is your birthright. This is your remembrance. Hot Mess Goddess, juicy conversations for a luscious life. so incredibly excited to be chatting with my story sister from the Woman Rise book, Tracy X Love. She's a revolutionist, a sexual embodiment and truth seeker, and she's a woman on a deep healing journey. She's raw, authentic, real, and she's not afraid to get vulnerable and share her story in the hope that it inspires you to release and heal your own. And we pretty much cover it all today, so I hope you enjoy. Oh my goodness. Welcome, Tracy. I'm so freaking excited to have one of my story sisters on, co-author of the incredible book, Woman Rise. How are you? I'm really well. I'm actually loving this winter with the sunshine and the cold. So it's actually really good. Having a beautiful morning. Well, that's good. Winter's definitely not my favorite. But what's been going on for you? Because the book that we have launched is out, but that's just a small part. So tell me about what's happening. Yeah, there's so much going on right now. But I think the main thing and the main mission on my heart right now is the stripper exit plan and really supporting strippers to plan for their future so that they have a choice. Because I think for a lot of us, we stay in this cycle where we get so used to the freedom and the money and the the lifestyle that it is. We're not quite sure what we want to do when we come out and we definitely don't want to do nine to five. (laughs) Who does, right? (laughs) Right. So it's actually been something that's been on my heart for a couple of years. And that's why I shared publicly a couple of years ago that I was a stripper because I wanted to bring this forth into the world. And I think I have been hiding a little bit. So it is really birth right now. And I'm really looking forward to what's going to become of that. Yeah, amazing. Well, because I know you're a stripper, I've read your story, I've edited it, and I've been immersed in it for the last couple of years as we were writing together. For our listeners, can you share exactly what's gone on for you and why you're here where you are? So for me, I have been a stripper for the last 18 years. And yeah, it took me 16 years of like living in sort of shame and hiding that from everyone. So I, I, didn't share it publicly. My family didn't know. Like I had best friends that didn't even know. You know, it was like my secret identity. And when I started doing like what I'm doing now with my digital marketing and things like that, I really wanted to bring this forth to create a movement for strippers to allow themselves to make that um, transition from stripping into something else when they feel that they're ready to leave. Because we go through like love-hate cycles with stripping, right? I know I go like sometimes I love it and sometimes I hate it and then you just want to leave and then you're like, oh, I'm going to go back. And so it's about creating something for when you want to leave. So what I did a couple of years ago was actually share that publicly and it was huge for me. That process of actually like getting on a live and I'd been planning it for months. It's not something that I just woke up and I was like, okay, I'm doing it today. Like this is it. 
I decided during an NLP practitioner training actually that I was going to share it and that was in about April and it's because during that NLP training I was able to shift and release and clear all of the emotional charge around like guilt and shame that I'd been feeling for all of these years around my lifestyle, my identity of who I was. So there I made that decision. And then I knew that I needed to tell my family first before I went public with it, especially because all of my family is on my public profile and things like this. I really wanted to share it with them. And in May, I was in Perth for three weeks and I was a mess. Like I tell you, I was so nervous. I was a mess and I still never shared it while I was there. That was my intention. I was like, I'm going to share it. And I just, I just couldn't. And in June, I was in um, Tassie and it just got to a boiling point where I was like, I can't keep like, because that feeling inside of you when you're holding on to something, it's just horrible to hold on to that. And I just called them and I, and, I, and I told them that I was a stripper. And I also shared at the same time that I was a recovered ice addict for 15 years as well. And I'd been clean for, I think about five years then. I think it's seven, seven now. So that was two years ago. Yeah. So five years I had been clean for. So I shared that as well. And I, and I shared how emotional I was and how I didn't want to live and all of these things. So I was able to bring that to the surface and and share with my family. And it was difficult. Um, It was received really well. They more wanted to know like why I didn't ask them for help. And I think it's just, I don't know, I don't want to like say this, it's for everyone, but I find that a lot of the older generation just don't really understand how how much anxiety and, and and things that we get at our age now, social media and life in general. There's, and I mean, I know it was different back then. There were so many other like intense things, war and all of this sort of stuff, but there's something different. Even my dad has expressed this, like, I just don't get depression. I don't understand it. I don't understand anxiety. Yeah. He, he just really doesn't get it. And to be fair, it did take a couple of months for things to sort of click back into place with my family. But I think they have a deeper understanding for me now. And I have actually just sent them the book. Oh, <laughs> so, have you? Yeah, I have. So um, I'm waiting to get a reply from that, which is a little bit nerve-wracking. I'm not quite sure what the response is going to be from the book because it's quite detailed, it's quite graphic about things and stuff like that. So you touched on a few things in that, which it's not just specific for strippers, like holding on to things like shame. That's a huge thing that so many of us have done and -hmm. it's debilitating and you did it. Yeah, 16 years I held on to the shame of being a dancer, being an ice addict because that was also hidden as well. A lot of people didn't know about that either, except for like close friends, but even like close friends didn't even realize how bad it was. Because I read your story, parts of it where you are just a mess on the floor, unable to move. Like, how do you even hide that from people close to you? I basically lived on my own. So, um, you know, and I did live with some people at some stages. Yeah, I, a lot of the time I, w- I was living in a house on my own. And then other times I was able to, 
I just hid that, you know, and I think I say in my story, you know, I would, you know, inhale the, the smoke and everything and then just be in this fog and in this, um, it, like a robot moving throughout the world. Like I would shut off my emotions. So it allowed me to shut off my emotions. So like I would get to those points and then the emotions would disappear because I would be in this drug haze. And then so other people didn't realize that I was feeling that because I would put on this mask and pretend that I was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I hit rock bottom in 2012 uh, and that's when I attempted suicide a couple of times. And, uh, yeah, it was a really, really tough time in my life. And I know that now... For me, this is my personal experience. All I really wanted is for someone to understand how much I was hurting. I just needed someone to say, I know how much you're hurting. I I can see that. Like I didn't have anyone to say that. And I I didn't ask anyone. I, I didn't want to reach out for help either. Like it was, yeah. Yeah, that's. I think so many would relate to that. You are crying out for help, but you're too ashamed to talk to anyone about why you need the help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, it is. It is really tough, and 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 on that though, like being where I am now and knowing that it's okay to feel emotions and and to express them and to find ways to move that through your body, I think is something that's really important in our lives because a lot of the time we don't get taught. Like, you know, when I was young, I didn't get taught to express my emotions. It just bottled it up. And it's really important for us to allow that energy to move through our body so that it doesn't bottle up and that we do support ourselves and give ourselves love. Yeah, I hear you on that. I grew up the same in an environment with she'll be right was always the common thing. Like, you'll be right, toughen up. Mm-hmm. And so you were never, I never felt like I could express either. Yeah. So for you to actually say to move it through your body, I've had to learn how to do that. So from your stripping and your lifestyle took you all around the world and you've had the most incredible experiences. How did you get from, and also, you know, the rock bottoms that you've just spoken about, mm-hmm. how did you get from that to be able to realize, you know, all that personal growth that you've done, how did you even find that personal growth? Because when we imagine somebody that's in that kind of lifestyle and, and on ice, you don't actually think, oh yeah, you know, they're, they're going to find personal development and get out of it. Like how did that yeah. happen? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I totally get that. And I, and for me, like there's a lot of people that said, like have said to me now, actually, they said, we never thought that you were going to make it like, uh, you know, some some bouncers at some nightclubs that are friends with me, like he expressed that to me and and things like this. But for me, I like, and it's obviously this is no no advice or anything. This is my own personal journey. But for me, going to a um, recovery clinic didn't even enter my mind. For me, I was like, that's not for me. And I sent myself to Bali. And I had people help support me and I also just used up all my credit cards. But um, they, uh, so I knew that you couldn't get drugs in Bali, basically. Well, I knew that if you did, you'd end up in jail anyway. So there was no chance that I was going to be in that space over there. Um, so that's one reason I went there. And I kept going there for different retreats. So I would do like a yoga retreat and then I did a detox retreat and then I 
and started doing breath work, which I'd done breath work before, but only little amounts. And by breath work, I don't mean pranayama breath work that you do in yoga and things like that with holds and and different breath sequences. It's just a circular connected breath and it's trauma releasing breath work. So you literally just lay down on a mat and they'll play music and things like this. And it allows your body to, to complete things that have been uncompleted in the past. And I started doing breath work and I did a couple with Jana Johnson. She did some other meditation courses and chakra clearing and she does energy work and and things like this. And it was in one of those meditations that I literally came to the realization. I think I'd probably been in Bali for like six months or something, you know, dancing, yoga, breath work, all sorts of things. And I was in a meditation and it finally clicked. And I was like, oh my God, I'm taking drugs to not feel. I knew this, but I didn't know this. Like it just clicked. And I was like, oh my God, like my message to my dealer was I need not to feel and something would be in my letterbox. So I was literally writing it and I would say it all the time. Like even my partner at the time, like he would do it sometimes too. And it would, we'd both be the same thing. Like I need not to feel it would be a thing. And once I realized that, and I realized that it was safe to feel that I could express my emotions and my feelings on my mat, that I got to that root cause of why I was taking drugs. And I was able to keep doing the work to let go of it. And like, I've actually been in, in contact with ice and things in the last seven years, um, only like a handful of times. And I've actually just like looked at it and I'm like, that is fucking disgusting. I don't even want to feel that because I know that feeling that comes with it. I don't want to feel that. To me, that feeling of when you have it, it's like you're dead. Like this, you just, you, you just numb, you just don't feel anything. And I've become this, this person now that welcomes all of her feelings. You know, even my pain, when I need to express something, if there's anger, if there's pain or whatever, I allow myself to do this, but obviously also with pleasure as well. I've really grown in sexual embodiment and things like that and dance and, you know, looking at a different way of pleasure as well that we can touch our body in different ways to create pleasure. It doesn't necessarily need to be like, hey, I'm just going to be on my genitals and that's all where pleasure is. There's other other ways. <laughs> I did a workshop recently and I always find this funny because um, I realized when I slap my thighs that I can have an orgasm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try uh, that. <laughs> well, I mean, I had done some, a little bit of movement and embodiment and breath work before that. So I was in a session and we were just exploring other ways to feel pleasure. And yeah, came to that realization, which was really cool. So now I really love the fact that I've grown and I've learned to be within myself and to grow within and, and all of that through a different way. And yeah, I think the main thing is, is finding out that root cause of why and then working with that in whatever way resonates for you because we're all different, right? Oh, totally. And that's one of the things that I've learned from you over the last couple of years in writing our stories together is that you're not afraid to express whatever you're feeling in any given moment. And that's really helped me have permission to do the same. So yeah, I have so much gratitude to you for what I've learned over the last couple of years. And all of us, I guess, in the book 
absolutely love personal development. We wouldn't have been able to get from our traumatic experiences to where we are today without it. They've all been so different and I've loved that we've all shared those as well, like shared what's working for us and what's what's helped us rise, I guess. But one of the things too that I discovered and only recently is that the more pleasure and joy you allow yourself to feel, the more abundant your life becomes in all areas. And I'd never even considered that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because like, you know, the way I see it, the way I connect is our womb space is, well, for women and, and men have their heart as well. So they have like their own womb space for men too, but it's our connection to the universe. It's our connection to source and, and all of this as well. So if we're connected to that, then we're connected to everything. If we're disconnected from our center, then we're disconnected from everything else. Totally. And I guess we could go there as well because you've also learned, and I think you're a facilitator now of yoni healing. Did you want to talk about that at all? Yeah. Because that's I pretty love powerful about stuff. Vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't so even know what a yoni thinking- was a year ago. Like, I'm going, what the hell is that? And then I discovered eggs and everything. Yeah. So yoni is Sanskrit for like sacred temple. It's your womb, it's your vagina, it's your vulva. Like, so it's all of your reproductive organs of, of you as a woman. And even if you've already had surgery and things like this, it's that energetic space as well. Yeah, so I do yoni massage. And the reason I do yoni massage and all the things that I do, you know, timeline therapy, breath work and yoni massage and now dance as well, embodiment, um, these are all things that have helped me on my journey and supported me. And this is why I share them as an offering because of how much it supported me. And so the Yoni massage was something that I was like, okay, my friend invited me to a demonstration. So my teacher was holding a Yoni massage demonstration and I was like, really? Okay. I'm pretty open, obviously, like, you know, I've been dancing for a long time. So naked women isn't an issue for me. And so we went to this beautiful um, little someone's lounge room and Mangala did a demonstration for a yoni massage. And I was like, oh, I need me one of those. So I booked in for three (laughs) and then they were super powerful. Well, actually my first one, I was like, this is weird. This is this is weird. I don't get this. I don't know like what's going on here. Yeah, there actually wasn't a lot. There was a bit of pain and everything, but then the second two were like really intense and beautiful and transformational and all of this. And then she was like, well, I'm doing a training for women. I think you should do it. And I was like, yes, yes. It was like a full body yes. And I was like, I am in. And so I did the beautiful training. And so now, yeah, I do one-on-one sessions for women to really support them to reconnect to themselves because a lot of us just become disconnected in life. For me, I, as a stripper, even like people think that we're in such a sexual uh, environment all the time that we are sexual beings. And yes, we are to an extent, but also it's done the opposite. And I spent so many years disconnected because there were so many times where I didn't want to feel turned on with this person or things like this. And I created lots of neurological pathways to what pleasure was and, and all of this and started disconnecting and, you know, someone might reach out their hand and then you contract. There was a lot of that for so many years of contracting, contracting. So yeah, it was about 
reconnecting and opening myself up again and creating new neurological pathways. Yeah, it's been really beautiful to support other women to reconnect. And I work with women who have been sexually abused or had traumatic births. Yeah, things like this, or just women who who want to see what else there is because a lot of us go straight to like clitoral stimulation and and have this like explosive orgasm when there's so many other orgasms that are quite possible. And a lot of us don't even have a relationship with our cervix and we have all of these IUDs and, and things like that and trauma on our cervix as well. So it's about healing that too and the tightness of our muscles and relaxing those uh, depending on where you're at. You can have pain during sex. It can be from emotion. It can be from tight pelvic floor muscles and things like this. So each person I see, I can tailor to what it is that they may need for themselves. Yeah, because there's so much trauma that can be stored in that creative space for women and I guess for men for theirs as well. But I have heard stories, I haven't actually experienced it myself, but of women that have had this yoni massage and just their whole creativity and their life has expanded so much just because of this mm, that's um, so beautiful therapy so it's just incredible that it I didn't even know that sort of thing existed but can you get you know for those that might just go oh that's just a bit too much for me can you get similar type of healing with yoni eggs and that sort of stuff yeah so yoni eggs I'm I'm not a huge advocate for them, but I am. My specialty is more into like de-armoring and things like that. So getting wands and, and, and holding on trigger points and allowing that pain to dissipate and allowing that emotion to clear and things like that. But yoni eggs can be really beautiful and amazing. It just depends on how you are using them because you need to use them correctly for you. Because if you are already tight, and you are using yoni eggs, then you're going to keep creating more tightness, more tightness, more tightness. So it's about having like that counterbalance of having relaxing exercises as well, and just making sure that you're using them correctly for you. There's tools that you can do to test as well, I guess, like you can put your fingers inside of you and sort of like squeeze and see how tight that is as well. That's sort of like one way, but when you release to see if you can actually release from around your fingers can be a good example to see the tightness there. Yeah, so I love yoni eggs. It can be really beautiful practice. And I do have a link on my thing to purchase yoni eggs and, and wands and things like that. And I have some beautiful, like the big crystal wands and things like that. Oh, fabulous. So yeah, that's great. And they can probably get advice from you on which way to go there too. Yeah, I think it's definitely individual practice. Because everyone's different, right? <laughs> Not every yoni is the same. Yeah, exactly. And there's mothers that have had plenty of kids. You know, the pelvic floors, you don't want to jump on a trampoline anymore because you wee yourself basically. And it's yoni eggs are really useful, I guess, in that sense. In other senses, as you explained, not so much. Yeah, super great for bringing up the pelvic floor and tightening it if that's what you need. Yes. Amazing. Gosh, we've covered a lot. So what's next for you? Because our book is out and people can read your story if they buy the Woman Rise book. What's next for you? Oh, good question. Well, everyone keeps asking me to write another book. <laughs> and like I, I have 
been writing notes and things. Yeah. With, with everything, you know, so. Well, that was just a snippet in that book, wasn't it? We only shared a small part of our lives in that. Yeah. It's a small snippet of my life and to bring the story together in that chapter. Yeah. It was interesting. So I would like to expand on that, whether the world's ready for it. No, whether, (laughs) whether I'm ready for it, um, it would be the whole truth because my chapter was called truth. So I would call it the whole truth. Yeah, so that, that I am writing notes, so we'll see what happens. But for me right now is really supporting the strippers and seeing what I can do. Like I'm holding some breathwork Zoom sessions for them and things like this because we're out of work right now. The clubs are all closed and been closed for nearly two months. I think it's two months now. Yeah, this week they've been closed for. And a lot of dancers, they actually live week to week and they're used to that sort of income and things coming in. So yeah, it's just there to support them emotionally. And also I'm building and getting feedback and doing some work on this stripper exit plan. And I think now because of what's just happened, there's a lot more interest in that to actually create something. Yeah. I love that you're being so specific in who you want to help because that's been your life for so many years like when did you start at 19 was it yeah 19 (laughs) when I moved over from Perth to Melbourne and that journey as much as there can be the I guess the really seedy side of that lifestyle it took you all around the world oh I had so much fun so much fun (laughs) I've worked all around I've worked in the UK and other places too And not just, you know, in CD clubs, you are playing with the high rollers. Oh yeah, there's so much. There is a lot more to that too, but it was such an experience to have, like it's something that I never would have experienced if I wasn't a dancer. The places we went, places we've seen. I remember flying in like this little jet to this island because we won some competition at one of the stripping venues when we were traveling and like, yeah, it was just all surreal. And sometimes and you're like, wow, this is actually my life right now. And driving like million dollar cars and like going out to fancy restaurants and being flown to another country. One of my my regulars even brought my parents over to Melbourne and I was overseas actually. I wasn't even in Australia uh, for their anniversary, I think it was, and put them up in a hotel for four nights and took them out to lunches, dinners and took them to the Lion King musical as well, <laughs> which is cool. Yeah, it's been some very interesting times in the past and now I'm looking forward to... I'd like to be a housewife, so (laughs) I'd like to have a family. So that is next on the list as well. Yeah, like up until two months ago, you were still dancing. Yeah, on and off. Like, so for the last couple of years, it hasn't been as frequent. So when I made a decision in 2018... So 2018, I had my, that's another thing. I had my breast implants removed and that was my point there to make a change that that dancing wasn't going to be my only form of income. And so now it allows me to dance when I want to, not when I need to. Yeah. Yeah. That was really a big shift for me because when I removed my implants, I wasn't sure whether I was even going to be able to dance again because I wasn't sure what they would look like and how that would go. So I needed to be in a place then where if I couldn't go back, then it was okay. And what was the catalyst for you to remove them? I'd wanted to remove them for years. I just wanted to be natural again. I just wanted to be me. Yeah. And it, and it, and it took me a couple of years to actually like come to the decision that I'm okay with however my body looks. I'm good with that. Yeah. It wasn't an overnight decision. Like I knew I wanted to get them out, but 
I had to be at a point where I knew I was supported if I couldn't go back to dancing. And I also knew that I loved myself. Yeah. Exactly as I am. They were the two main things to actually go through with that. Yeah. Cause I'm asking because I still have mine in and I've been thinking about taking them out and it's like, Oh, I kind of grew attached to them, mm-hmm. but I've read so many stories of women that have had them removed and they just, you know, because you're cutting in to you, you know, when we have them put in, yeah, cutting into our meridians and our bodies and, Mm-hmm. You know, having them removed is incredibly freeing, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. It literally was. I am so happy. I think I play with them more now. <laughs> and just the clothing I can wear now. I mean, to be fair, like I still do have breasts. So I'm, I'm still fitting into the same bras, to be honest. Some bras, it doesn't quite fill it up probably, but I am actually still wearing the same bras. It's just that they're not sitting so high up anymore. Yeah. But I love them. Although my girlfriends sometimes say, babe, you should put some tape on those boobs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm like, babe. Hold like, on what you have. Boobs. Yeah. So. I can't remember the last time I wore a bra. I'm loving this COVID thing. Yeah. I've never really worn bras anyways. Don't even have one on today. <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I think it was just a decision. And my my surgeon did an incredible job. Yeah. It's a decision I think that I'm getting very close to. So thanks for sharing that. That was a question I had for myself personally, but I'm sure it'll help others too. And so who you're helping obviously with the stripper revolution is very specific. So I'm really excited for what you're creating there and I'm loving your posts and everything that you're doing. And also with the other stuff, with the breath work, the dance embodiment, the yoni massage, everything you're doing is inspiring me so fucking much. Yeah. I can't wait to get back. We had two workshops booked for April. So one was sex breath work. So it was bringing in sexual energy and doing a breathwork session. And I was doing that with my friend, Andrew. So we had that booked in. And then I was also holding a dance embodiment journey as well. And that got canceled too. So I'm really looking forward to when we can have groups again. I'm really lucky because one of the girls that I did the training with in February for the dance embodiment, she lives in Melbourne. So she's actually, we've just organized like a full day to go through it again ourselves, to bring that knowledge back in and that wisdom and to go through a journey each ourselves so that when everything does open back up, it's fresh in our minds and things like this. That's really exciting. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful practice. It really cracked my heart open so much. Oh, that is super exciting. So how do we get in touch with you then for anybody that's just feeling so aligned with everything that you're creating right now? How do we find you? Yeah, awesome. So you can go to my website, which is tracyxlove.com. Everything is on there. So like my story and also the bookings and all of that, like when obviously we can and it says all the different things that I offer. And then it's also got the Naked Entrepreneur X, which is my online staff with all of the stripper exit plan that I'm creating and things like that. I'm targeting strippers, but obviously it is for everyone as well if they're looking at exiting something else in their life. And you can also just follow me at the Naked Entrepreneur X on Instagram. Uh, I love seeing your stuff. It's always entertaining and inspiring. So yeah, it's worth it just for that. (laughs) Thank you. Today I'm doing a live on your external vagina muscles. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's on Facebook, yeah. I will do it on Facebook. I'm going to be hiring someone to start like putting it all onto my Instagram and YouTube and things like that to support that. I'm not a big tech person. (laughs) So I'm going to give that to someone else's genius so that I can keep staying in that creativeness and all of that and creating value and content for everyone. And so today I just want to explain to people like the different muscles that are on the outside that can actually like play a role in the pleasure that we may be feeling and and the pain that even may be feeling in parts and stuff as well. So yeah. Oh, that just excites me no end. I'm so loving your journey and I'm so grateful that we ended up together in a book project that I get to actually do life alongside you and watch your progress and, and really cheer you on in your journey as well. And super grateful to have you on today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it is such an honor to be here with you. And as you said, to be on this journey with you with the book, it's such a beautiful thing for all of us women to come together and to be sharing this because we see it as that movement of supporting other women to come out of their stories and to be empowered by their stories as well. And I think it's really beautiful, the friendships and the connections that we've got out of this because we didn't know each other before and now we have a relationship and a friendship that will be there for for a long time so thank you so much for all that you are doing and everything that you're birthing into the world as well oh thank you i should mention too a book tour coming up when we can as well in australia so we will actually get to meet in person and collaborate with the other aussie writers too so i'm looking forward to that as well yeah that'll be super exciting thank you so much tracy thank you Thanks so much for listening. Please remember to subscribe, leave a rating or a review. It really does help get the word out and it helps to share the wisdom of my beautiful guests with more women.